¿Qué pasa, mi gente? All right, so this is the first official episode of Sylvia Speaks, and I am so excited. Um, I've been thinking all weekend about what to make this episode about, and I have so many different ideas like I talked about, um, but some of them I feel like I really want to invite a special guest on, um, so I'm going to save those for later. And today I want to talk about Latinidad and the confusion that may have come about for some of us. I know definitely for me. Um, if you don't know, I am half Mexican, half Puerto Rican. My mom is 100% Mexican. Her mom was born and raised in Durango. And her dad was actually born and raised in Chicago. But he thought that he was undocumented for almost like his whole life until he was an adult he figured out that he actually was not undocumented and he was born here in the united states what a trip um my dad on the other hand he is a hundred percent boricua born and raised on la isla in caguas puerto rico and he joined the army and when he was about 18 19 he came here was stationed in camp pendleton and well the rest is history met my mom had little on me and he has not left since Um, my dad, because he came here by himself, um, you know, no community. It's honestly really hard to find other Puerto Ricans here in San Diego. It's kind of like a trip when you do find one. Um, forget trying to find Puerto Rican food. It's like nearly impossible. And if you do find it, um, good luck if it's good. I mean, I've only found one place that has really good Puerto Rican food. Actually two, but one closed during COVID. So sad. Tropical Star. Um, Tropical Sabor, I'm sorry. Tropical Star. Mm, I don't really care for it. Um, but if you are here in San Diego, Jibarritas de la Isla, that place, I just had it recently. Fire. But anyway, back on topic. Um, I think that also for my dad, because he came here alone and he didn't have that community, he kind of lost a little bit of that Latinidad as well, like his Boricua, like his Puerto Rican-ness. Like um, when he talks with his sisters or with other family members, I hear his accent come back out. But when he's, um, you know, here and I hear him kind of speaking Spanish, he, he kind of sounds like he has a Mexican accent. It's a trip. It's a trip. Um, anyway, uh, growing up, I always felt like I didn't belong. Like I was always extremely connected to my Mexican side. Um, my stepdad, he is also 100% Mexican, born and raised in Michoacan. He um, moved here to Tijuana, I think, when he was younger, and his family still lives there. So we went to TJ a lot when I was growing up. And even to this day, my mom and I, we both have, um, you know, global entry. We go there for anything and everything. I mean, even to just grocery shop. So I've always been connected to that part of me, but I never truly felt like I belonged. And I think that the biggest part of that had to do with how I lived looked um and aside from that please do not hate me please do not unsubscribe and unfollow my podcast for saying this but i don't really care for mexican food i don't it's not my favorite and i know like a lot of mexicans are like what the fuck like it should be your favorite well it's really not i really don't care for it um it is not my first pick and there are a few dishes that i absolutely love like camarones a la diabla 
um, chile relleno. I love, um, you know, mole, all kinds of mole, yummy, 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 you know, and I was obviously super exposed to Mexican food. I mean, that's really all we eat here in my household. Um, my stepdad makes the best thing. He makes piste granchero. You know, he's really known for his um, frijoles puercos. And my mom is always making Mexican rice. And like, you know, this is like a staple here in my house. We always have tortillas on deck. Um, you know, my mom goes to TJ to go and get flour tortillas because we refuse to eat any of the ones that we have here in the United States. They're just not the same. But I just, you know, it's not my favorite. So when people will joke with me and be like, oh, my God, you're a beaner. And I'm like, actually, I don't even like beans. I don't even like frijoles. I like rice. I'm a ricer. I like arroz con habichuela. I like arroz con gandules. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't really care for Mexican food. Um, and I think I know that the biggest confusion for me growing up was the fact that I look like nobody. I don't look like anybody here in San Diego. I look different. And you can see by my profile picture on my podcast, um, like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm Latina, clearly, obvio, like I look Latina, but I don't look Mexican, I look maybe, yeah, Mexican, but mixed with something for sure. And it was just really isolating, I think, for me growing up, seeing all my different friends who were Mexican, who were Latina, and I just felt like I looked like none of them. And they all kind of resembled each other. And even growing up, even like in my adult years, I still had that confusion. And that confusion was not cleared up for me until I took a trip to La Isla as an adult. Um, back in 2019, my dad and I, we went to Puerto Rico. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't a happy-go-lucky trip. We went to go visit my grandma. It was her last um, days before she passed. And our initial trip was supposed to be in October. It was going to be a fun trip, you know, for my dad's birthday. We were going to visit my grandma. We are going to have a good time. We were going to be there for like a week. And because her health wasn't doing so well, we had to move our trip up. And that shortened the days by quite a bit. And, you know, the time that we were there, we spent it in the house with her, just keeping her company. Um, the little bit of time that I did get to go out to the mall, um, even to the laundromat, I can't explain to you how much I was filled with emotion. I had tears in my eyes everywhere that I went because I finally saw people who look like me, who resembled me who I felt like, oh my God, I kind of look like this lady. Like, that's such a trip to me. And one specific moment, and I still tear up when I think about this, um, I went to the mall with my dad and my stepmom and we went to Bath and Body Works and this lady who I looked at, she was a security guard and I was like, oh my God, you know, it's like, hey, she kind of looks like we could be primas, you know, like, and I go up and she's like looking at me and I'm like, okay, why is she staring at me? And she comes up and she goes, Mira, she goes, Tu parece boricua, pero tu tienes acento chicana. ¿Qué eres? And I looked at her and I said, Well, you're right. Like, I'm half Mexican, I'm half Puerto Rican. I'm, you know, born and raised in San Diego. My mom's Mexican. And we started having this really heartfelt conversation because she also was half Mexican, half Puerto Rican like me, but it was reversed. Her mom was boricua and her dad was, was uh, Mexican. And she was actually born and raised in L.A., and her mom had to move back to Puerto Rico to take care of her grandpa because her grandpa's health wasn't well. 
and she lost contact with her father and her she said her father's name was Jose Garcia and I was like oh my god good luck trying to find Jose Garcia in Los Angeles you know like and she's like I know I've looked and um you know it was just such a heartfelt conversation because we're the same but just two different stories and we look like each other and I just I had never felt that sense of community before in my life until I went to Puerto Rico and I felt like I actually belonged somewhere and I was searching for that feeling my whole entire life and I had finally found it by taking a trip there and although I was born and raised here in San Diego and I am so absorbed in the Mexican community I just relate more with my Puerto Rican side and it's a trip and I was so confused for the longest part of my life thinking why am I chasing this why am I chasing this Boricua side of me like why do I want to know so much about it and it's because I connect more with it I don't know if any of you have felt that way that I felt maybe if you are mixed like I am if you're a different type of Latino um, you know whether you're from like Honduras if you're from Nicaragua if you're from Cuba wherever right like if you're mixed like I am or even if you're Afro-Latina which is also something that I feel also like I couldn't connect with so another background story as far as like my Puerto Rican side goes my grandma was Afro-Puerto Rican so she was a lot more African um, than, you know, like native Taino blood, which is the Native Americans from that originated in Puerto Rico. Um, she looked like it, too. You know, she was dark. She had the coarse hair. Um, you know, my my titis, like same thing. And my dad, like they all have the same type of hair. And my grandpa, he was um, Spaniard Puerto Rican. So he was a little bit more fair skin, um, you know, lot, he was uh, tall and he was lean. And so just that mix of the two of them, you know, as far as like when you look at my dad, he definitely looks like he has some like African in him, like somewhere down that line. Um, and, you know, same thing with my with my aunts, although they're a little bit lighter than he is. And it's just a trip because my dad did his ancestry and he was only like 9% Taino. And it was like a good 70% African from like different parts of Africa, Congo, um, uh, where else? Nigeria, I think. There was just a lot. Um, he sent it to me and I was like, what a trip. And then obviously like some Spanish. I think there was like some like Scottish in there. I don't know. It was, a, it was just, it was a weird mix. And I remember <laughs> there was like a specific moment with this girl who was an acquaintance and you know we we ain't cool like that no more but um at the time because she was half black half white we kind of had this conversation you know about like being black or whatever and she was like you can't claim black you're not black and I'm like uh one I'm not here sitting claiming that I'm black but I am gonna say that I do have African in my blood quite a bit actually and to her it was like well you can't claim that you're black because you ain't black and I'm like this girl and I wasn't about to argue with her but on that trip to Puerto Rico the last day we did take a, um, a small little trip to San Juan and as we were leaving San Juan they had some performers it was like younger kids and it was super cute and they were dancing bomba and 
my dad was like, you know, this is the traditional dance, like, look, like, this is, you know, this is what we have here. And, you know, they have the Congos and all of that playing. And it's like, this is where the African part of our blood lies. And it is evident, like, it exists, it exists, like Puerto Ricans are a mix of many different things. Like, yeah, obviously, a lot of us have a lot of Spanish blood because uh, the colonizers. But um, you know, we all are just a melting pot. And African blood is something that exists in Puerto Ricans. And it was just solidified for me there. And um, it was so emotional. That trip was a lot for me. And it wasn't just, you know, a lot because I went to go see my grandma. Like, yeah, that was that was emotional also. But it was like a a piece of me. I found my identity. I found where I felt like I belonged. And I really was searching for that my whole entire life. And that trip just was amazing. And I'm so happy that I went and I experienced that and I got that answer that I had always been looking for. And I cannot wait to take my kids back. I cannot wait to go back. Um, You know, I'm like talking to my mom right now and trying to get her to like go with me on a trip and just like a girl's trip, just her and I and just connect. Um, But it's so crazy. And that's just my experience with my Latinidad and my confusion growing up and just feeling like I never really belonged in either community because I didn't have a connection to my Puerto Rican side. And I had a connection to my Mexican side, but I just did not feel like I connected with it on any level whatsoever. And even to this day, I still don't feel like that. Um, And I'm just, I feel so incredibly blessed to have gone to Puerto Rico to have been able to see people who I felt like look like me and now that I've I've discovered that sense of identity um I hold on to that strong like I definitely claim you know I am Puerto Rican so Puerto Rican and I am proud and I love meeting other Caribbeans um I don't know if you he's even listened to my podcast but I'm gonna shout out my homie Carlos because I love him I fucking love Carlos. Carlos is Nicaraguan. And I met him um, last year in the summer. And he and I just connected like instantly. Like we just had sexual connection, you know, like two Caribbeans. And we took a trip um, for our birthdays. We're both Scorpios. We took a trip in November to um, Guadalajara. Guadalajara. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, like I'm half Mexican. Yeah, but I don't, you know, identify with that part of me. And, you know, he and I, we went to Mexico and we had such a grand old time, but it was a, it was crazy because, um, you know, the first time that I went to Guadalajara, I had found, um, a, a bar slash restaurant. It was a Cuban bar slash restaurant, but they played like salsa and stuff. They at that time when I went, this was pre COVID they had, um, like a live band. And so I told him when we booked this trip, I said, that's definitely like a place that we're going to have to stop at. Like uh, we have to experience that together. We both like to dance salsa. Like we both like to listen to, you know, um, Latin music. And he was like, Oh my God, for sure. 
And it was crazy because we, when we arrived in Guadalajara and we were in our Airbnb, I started telling him like, right now, I don't know why, but I just have this obsession with um, Yo No Se Mañana. Like the song had just been stuck in my head. And then he had a story that he connected with as far as that sound goes. I mean, that song goes. And so we were just playing it in the Airbnb, having a grand old time. And when we left and we went to go to um the cuban restaurant um i think it's called la guitarra i cannot remember the name of it um but when we were literally pulling up that song was playing and i looked at him and he looked at me and i was like this is how we know it's meant to be i am all about signs and there was just so many signs on that trip and hearing that song at the time that we arrived like it was the beginning of the song it was like the song was playing for us and I just had such a good time with him. Like, yeah, we were in Mexico and yes, I'm half Mexican, but I just felt like, oh my God, we're two Caribeños and we're just having so much fun. And I fucking love you, Carlos, and we need to do it again. But um, yeah, I am proud of my mix. I am proud to be Latina, but I am sure as hell damn proud to be Puerto Rican. And that is it for today, y'all. And I hope that you enjoy this. I hope that it resonated with some of you. And if it didn't resonate with some of you, I hope that it helped you understand me a little bit better. And perhaps other people in your life who may be a mix of different things that, um, you know, they feel a little conflicted at times or feel like they don't have belonging in one community or the other. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much. This was episode one of Sylvia Speaks. And I will... See you guys next week. All right. Have a good week.